This is a podcast from Camden Community Radio. For more information and to volunteer, email info at ccradio.org. Hello, my name is Aishan Sawyer. I'm a family law solicitor at Wilson Solicitors in Tottenham, where my practice includes all areas of family law, including children and finance injunctions and divorce. In particular today, I'd like to talk about matrimonial settlements. I should say that there are two ways of dealing with matrimonial settlements. Firstly, you are free to reach an agreement as to who's going to get what following the breakdown of marriage with your partner, with your ex-spouse or spouse. Secondly, if you can't reach an agreement, then the matter can be referred to the court so that the judge makes a decision as to how the matrimonial assets are to be divided. Dealing firstly with the former, namely reaching an agreement together, there's no set way as to how this has to happen. You can reach an agreement amongst yourselves. You can use independent parties such as friends or family to help you to reach an agreement. You can refer yourselves to a mediation so that an independently trained third party mediator would sit with you and try to help you to reach an agreement, would help you to exchange financial information with one another so that any agreement that you reached is done in the context of full and frank disclosure of your assets to each other. If you're able to reach an agreement through mediation or through friends, then my advice would be to present this agreement to uh, solicitors so they are able to help you to draw this up into a consent order which can be sealed or approved by the court at the time that divorce proceedings are ongoing. Solicitors can also help to negotiate a financial settlement for you. They can help to engage in what's known as the pre-application protocol where each of you swap your financial information simultaneously Armed with that information, you're then able to start to negotiate and try to reach an agreement that's agreed. If you're not able to reach a settlement, then one or other of you may make an application to the court for an order. This option is the most expensive option and to be avoided if possible, because settlements that are reached by agreement, the parties tend to be happier that they've reached the agreement themselves rather than having an order imposed upon them by the court. The process, if the matter is contested at court, can take nine months to a year. And initially, when the court receives an application for financial settlement to be dealt with, the court would list a timetable, would tell each party by when documents have got to be exchanged and financial disclosure has got to be revealed, by when questions may be raised and issues identified, and then list the matter for a hearing, which is known as the first directions appointment hearing. So by the time the parties have attended this first directions appointment hearing, they should have an idea of each other's disclosure. They should have in their mind questions that they're going to raise on that disclosure. And they should be mindful of the kind of further investigation which might need to be undertaken, for example, to obtain valuations or, for example, if one of the parties thinks that the disclosure that's been provided by the other is lacking or needs more information. So this first directions appointment hearing is intended for the parties to see if it is possible to reach an agreement. If not, the court helps the parties decide what directions need to be made to prepare the case for the next hearing, which is known as the financial dispute resolution hearing, where if possible, the parties are able to reach an agreement. What usually happens at this second hearing is that the judge 
will hear the position of each parties. He or she will then give an indication as to what they would do if this matter were to come to a final hearing before them today on the basis of the information that's provided before them today. They would give an indication of how this matter should end. Armed with that information, the parties are then encouraged to go away from the court building and to have a brief discussion or negotiation to see if it's possible to settle this matter by agreement in accordance with the indication that's been provided by the judge. If it's not possible to do that, the judge will simply list the matter for a final hearing, give any further directions which need to be made, such as the preparation of any statements or any further information gathering that's necessary, and then the matter would be heard at final hearing, where the judge will make the ultimate decision as to who's going to get what. At each stage, when the parties attend court, they're required to inform the other party how much they've spent in their legal fees at each point. This is so that the parties are focused on how much it's costing them both to be at court and to continue to litigate this. And that's deliberate because the court wants the parties to try to settle and negotiate if at all possible, because ultimately it will always be cheaper to settle than it will be to continue to litigate at court. Any agreement that's been ordered will then be set out into a formal document sealed by the court and then sent out to the parties. It usually becomes effective upon grant of decree absolute. If you have any questions on any aspect of this process, or on any matter relating to family law generally, please don't hesitate to email me at admin at ccradio.org. Please mark the attention of myself, Aishen Sawyer, or tweet at ccradio. Thank you. You are listening to a podcast from Camden Community Radio. www.ccradio.org Thank you.